0: Hello and welcome to episode 116 of the Ogre Life podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. And before I begin, thank you to everyone who left a review on Apple Podcasts. Yesterday, I checked and we have 100 reviews. That's an average of five stars per review as well. So I say we, like the raw we, but it's just me. I am the creator, the host, the producer, the editor. I do everything. So it means a lot to me because sometimes I feel like I'm going mad up here in my loft talking to myself. But to know that you're listening or watching on the other end and you appreciate the work, the open, honest, unedited conversations means the world to me. So thank you so much. Today I have with me a very special guest, Helena Tubridy. Helena is a fertility expert. She has featured in national newspapers, the National um radio she's been on the tv and she's currently in uh, making a documentary about i won't spoil it but it's, it's about fertility um we talk uh, we're going to talk quite in detail about this topic and i'm hoping to explore men's role in this 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 tango because it does take two to tango so us fellas what can we do to help the ladies out in making these babies so it should be an interesting topic before we begin uh let me say, if you'd like to practice yoga with me online, I have to throw in my little sponsor, then you can check out kevinboyyoga.ie forward slash membership. When you go to that page, you'll be able to see that I have an online platform which allows you to practice with me hour long classes. We've got some half an hour class in there. I just uploaded a 40 minute class. And also you can enjoy audio meditations, which range from 5 to 15 minutes. I've got a bunch of content uploaded there now and I upload content every single week. So you just pay your 19 euro per month, you get a week free trial and as that's going month by month, you get new content, no extra cost. Not bad, eh? So check that out. Um, Any questions, comments about this podcast, this episode, please let me know as always. If you enjoy any stage, please share with a friend and maybe even leave a review on Apple podcast. Without further ado, here is Helena.
1: Fertility expert is my twitter handle because samantha kelly tweeting goddess taught me all i know about twitter and okay. said that's what you are and i was kind of like hang on a second i may know a little bit and i may share a lot but um it's you know uh, the sense i've been doing this for over 30 years i do know a fair bit but i think that would be a stretch
0: is expert a bit strong oh then? i think it's a bit strong okay that's, very, do, very, that's <laughs> very humble of you to say that <laughs> what has been your your path to where you are now
1: I suppose for starters, I was a rainbow baby. I arrived after four miscarriages myself. So I had an understanding of that into a veterinary and pharmacy household. Mm. So the whole medical thing was, was huge. And then I became a nurse and a midwife and I then totally lost the plot and started doing reflexology and <laughs> all of these wonderful bodywork things and people started getting pregnant and in fact there was a warning out about me in my office in Donnybrook years ago it was like don't go to her cause you'll get pregnant <laughs> so it took i took cause I'm, a, I'm a really quick a quick off the ball here it took i'd say about 2 or 3 years to kind of realize oh there are people who need help getting mm. pregnant mm. so then it was a sense of you know layering it up with psychotherapy hypnotherapy because I'm a bit of a speed merchant and it's Mm. like okay let's get the information let's get the physicality let's get rid of any mental blocks and let's get people you know having their babies Mm. so also um, because of the miscarriage thing which is rife after uh, you know IVF which is a great treatment when it's uh, warranted but you do have a high rate of miscarriage Mm -hmm. and you know Pregnancy loss, and it is tough. Yeah. So I learned to do EMDR, which is trauma release. It is for PTSD.
0: EMDR. Yes. Okay.
1: It it has a horrendous name because it's American. Uh, In England, it's just eye movement therapy. But in the States, it's eye eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. There you go. All it means (laughs) is that, you know when you're asleep and you might have seen your other half or kids sleeping and at some stage under their closed lids, you see their eyeballs moving. And that means they are in rapid eye movement sleep. Really, really imaginative names going on here. (laughs) And that means you're processing. So all you've learned during the day goes from short-term memory, hopefully up into long-term memory. That's why kids really need sleep at night time. And also any... Emotional issues you've had during the day, they're usually diffused, processed while you sleep. Now, when you sleep, you get hopefully your seven, eight hours. Nature has a a system that you'll get for the first four sleep cycles, which are 90 minutes long. You'll get maybe five minutes of REM sleep, which is minimal because it's all about bodily repair. So that if something comes knocking on the cave door, Mm. you can get up and fight and run away. Mm. And we're still kind of hardwired from the past. And it is in the latter parts of sleep cycles that you get maybe up to 20 minutes of REM sleep, which improves your focus, your clarity of mind, your well-being. Mm. It clears the decks emotionally and mentally. Mm. And you can replicate this by getting someone's eyes moving. Wow. And you can then target in, you know, uh, if there is a hangover effect from a trauma, say you know a shunt and you've got a fright you've yeah. been shunted and it's kind of like oh my god you every time you see a car behind you you kind of you know going into that so you can process that by kind of like running a little video in your mind visualizing it while doing the eye movement or bilateral tapping yeah. or using sounds you can use there's so many things you can use but it's it's kind of nice to keep it simple mm-hmm. and I will use this you know actually with kids from the age of about eight. If they're being bullied or mom and dad are spitting up or, you know, the dog has died and there is, you know, sadness and trauma, we we diffuse it. Uh, People who've had personal attack or rape where you do not need, as you would in counseling, to have somebody telling and telling and retelling the story and embedding it further. What you need to do is have it processed visually, Mm pre-verbally, so that the memory, yes, it's filed away. But that emotion attached to it has been drained away. Yeah. So, with fertility issues, there is uh, trauma. Perhaps with uh, a small t, not a not a big t, but it is traumatic. Miscarriage is very traumatic. Uh, any pregnancy loss—I don't like the word miscarriage. You know, you know when you think when you think of it, um, you know it's it's uh, it sounds careless. It's like an error. Yeah. Uh, you know all of that. Uh, pregnancy loss, whether it is in the first couple of days. After conception has happened or whether it is far, far later in a pregnancy, it is still momentous for not just the woman, certainly for her, it's her body. For the guy, for her partner, it's it's huge as well. And we often neglect that. So being able to use a very gentle, very effective, very, very brief therapy. And I mean, I do this on Zoom and it could be 15, 20 minutes and people will feel that ease that lift that release and it's not dramatic that they're in floods of tears or anything they've done the processing Mm. it's intense but really easy to do so that's really how I did all of this Um, I left a perfectly pensionable job I was actually managing a medical supply shop I was involved with um, prosthetics uh, breast prosthetics um, Mm. in the centre of Dublin loving it and I'd had I was doing sales and loving it but this just kind of called out to me and I've been doing it ever since and I really had imagined that you know the idea of fertility coaching, giving people information, what will work best, what they could consider, what they can try, what they need to be cognizant of, even best clinics to go for them, the best fit, all of those kind of things. I had imagined naively that i would be done in about four or five years and i'm still here we are. i'm busier than ever <laughs>
0: you really are yeah cuz i've seen you on well you, you're working on a documentary at the moment for tv you're doing you've been in the papers national papers been on the national radio now you're here <laughs> so thank you exactly. but, <laughs> thank you so much but um and um, you touched on something there helena when we were outside actually and you, uh, about the man's role and i don't mean to be selfish but i do i am interested to learn about this um when we were chatting, we, the three of us, me and Rachel chatting outside with Alfie, um, we talked about the process when women go in to get assessed for their fertility and, and what the traditional process is compared to what it could be, i.e. incorporating the man. Would you mind explaining what you meant by that?
1: I suppose my basic tenet is that I feel guys are the Cinderella's of fertility. And I use the word fertility or fertility issues. I don't really like to talk about infertility because generally speaking, we have issues with subfertility. And mm. we always focus on the women because it's kind of like, well, she, she's going to get pregnant. And we forget that the guy is 50% of the equation. A sperm is 50% of that DNA. Yeah. It's vitally important. Strong, healthy DNA that is carried to the site, the fallopian tubes, in a timely manner. It's it's kind of logistics. Mm-hmm. And fertility is a marker. It's part of general health. And in fact, for guys, it's really interesting. I study this because I just, love, <laughs> I just love finding out more. I did an MA in ethics and bioethics, and I concentrated on guys' experience and treatment and investigation. And really, they're under-investigated. So right from the get-go, a couple deciding to... Start a family. And it's kind of like, okay, we stop the pill. Happy days. We have loads of free-range sex. Brilliant.
0: Free-range sex? Free-range sex. What does that mean?
1: It just means you can have sex anywhere, anytime. Okay. And you have no um, contraception going on. And it's kind of really exciting, really fun for the first while. Right? Okay, And you can never have... no Human beings are really not very fertile at all. I mean, a normal couple, say, under the age of... 35 or 32 in actual fact will have about a 21% chance per month of conceiving with full free and furious sex okay furious
0: Uh, well you know just interesting that's interesting word actually that's interesting word because i actually want to ask you about that but but... (laughs)
1: because you know people are inclined i find to perhaps consider that baby making sex is different to regular sex it's less playful It's much less erotic and it's, um, you know, the fertile window, which is a time prior to ovulation when you are building up sperm in the system and capacitating it and getting it ready for conception to happen. And people forget there's a whole rest of the month when normal relationships, healthy, lovely, you know, fun, free, useful, bonding type of sex is very much um, you know, part of the relationship too. And you get very focused on ovulation predictor kits and all kinds of stuff. Mm. That's fair enough, it gives an indication. And people don't realise that you know sex on the day of ovulation isn't necessarily the best. The sperm haven't had a chance to be capacitated. The acrosome, the head, it's a little bit like, you know, a motorcycle courier arriving up to the reception desk they're always asked to remove the helmet Oh, it's kind of like hello how are you yeah. uh, same with sperm that the aquasome is a marvelous thing that kind of needs to be softened so literally softened up for uh penetration of the egg is is really important and i think you know getting the pillars of health in place you need to be healthy and strong to conceive to Have a healthy baby. And that's what you're looking for. A a little baby that grows well, stays the course of a pregnancy, arrives with fully developed lungs, capable of breathing, feeding, sleeping, growing, Mm. and being enchanting and charming. And I speak as someone who's (laughs) just developed a brand new granddaughter. (laughs) I'm absolutely thrilled. (laughs) Um, So that sense of, you know, um, eating well, sleeping well, exercising, fresh air, you know, good moods and any kind of mental blocks being, um, you know, sort of uh, dealt with. Any any fears or phobias, and the guys really need to follow that as well. They need to be on the same page. That mm-hmm. it's not just oh, it's a woman thing. Um, and yeah. um, then if layering up to uh, say a next stage, you know, the sense of okay, we have been trying. And that's a terrible thing as well, you know, trying to conceive, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like it's really hard work and it can get to that. And that's where I normally step in. I'd love to be at the front loading. You know, when people are releasing doves and they've got, you know, little sweetie treats, you know, this whole wedding business. Yeah. I'd love to be in pre the, well, it's not happening now, you know, the ewe wedding. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, you, are you interested in having children? Um You know, now you can start doing stuff and being aware of stuff and cleaning up your act a little bit uh, and getting ready for pregnancy. And then if it is a thing that, you know, people have been trying for a year, um, we usually say a year under 35, six months over 35. I actually say, listen, if you've been trying, you know, well and generously for six months, You need to be opening your eyes and just, you know, feeling out a little bit. Can we be doing a little bit of this? Can we be doing a little bit of that? What might be blocking us from conceiving? So then if people are going, the next step would be heading to the GP. But I would say you should be doing that anyway. Mm -hmm. A full blood count. Um, I mean, recently uh, I recommended that to... um, intended parents as we call them and the guy hadn't been anywhere near anyone he'd produced a semen sample in a clinic and it was like oh yes you've got swimmers aren't you a clever boy (laughs) and yeah fair enough yeah great well done you Uh, but he went back to his GP for his uh, 50 quid which is still exorbitant and had a full blood count and he's got hemochromatosis which is a very common in our irish population it's an excess of iron actually just iron in the blood which seriously affects fertility so if that had been ruled out at the very beginning when he was in his teens when he was having another you know checkup at any stage it would have saved him at least you know seven or eight grand with a failed ivf Mm. so you know getting your ducks in a row And layering it up from a solid foundation Mm. makes time sense, uh, heart sense, because you're not kind of, you know, stressed and miserable, and financial sense as well. Mm. And the work I do is mind-body related. So, you know, I work with um, Dr. Ali Domar's work from the 70s uh, from Boston, and it is very much about recruiting the mind and the body to be fully healthy, fully free, and research has shown that that approach can double the IVF odds of success, which again makes so much sense from so many angles. Because even you know, with IVF, IVF mums, and we're beginning to realise uh, dads, and you know, postnatal anxiety, postnatal depression, they're at increased risk of these. And it's very sad, Mm. you know, when you have the baby you have wanted for so long, everything may have gone well and you feel like crap and then you feel bad for feeling like crap and you feel like a bad parent and it it mushrooms and escalates. It's miserable for everyone. So to obviate that, that I feel I'm front loading fertility, front loading a good fourth trimester, as we call it, and beyond. And I think, you know, the male angle, as you were saying originally there, Kevin, is very, very important to vector in, you know, age, profile, health, weight, lifestyle, sleep is massive. And, you know, kind of the whole COVID thing, up late, watching movies, good Mm -hmm. old Netflix. um, That is detrimental to spermatogenesis. And, Mm. you know, that's kind of where I come into the equation there.
0: Maybe, as you referenced, that people are becoming or we are becoming too calculated with it. and as you said the, the the whole thing of trying to have a baby like what with myself and Rach we uh stopped con- contraception in November last year and I think we had sex like once and she got pregnant basically um but I've always been really conscious of my health and I, I mean from a holistic point of view so you know when you came to me, my house today I was outside in the sun because uh I, and I don't, I'm not an expert in this area, or I don't know much about it, but from just what I've read I, is, uh, I try to do certain things that I feel are gonna keep, keep to remind my body that it's still alive, you know, yeah. to see sunlight, to be outside, to do um, physical work, even though I don't, I'm at a computer a lot, I like to, whether it's like wrestling, jiu-jitsu, playing football, and even when I'm out, say, say I go for some, I go running, I'll imagine that someone's chasing me and I'll have to try and I and I think your imagination is so important yes. um and I and I feel like and I could be completely wrong here but I'm stimulating that fight or flight response and I'm like you know um I'm kind of I'm awakening the inner animal as it were and I and I uh, obviously I won't go into detail about my sex life but I I feel like uh you when you're in a relationship it's so important that you have that Uh, obviously that caring, that trust, but then you can also remind yourself that you are an an animal to an, or you can be animalistic if you need to. Mm. Um, And that sounds like a weird thing to say and a bit, maybe a bit perverted, but uh, I think that goes back to what we said before we hit record is the whole thing of shame and people to feel like uh, I can't be really expressive in front of my partner and uh, without being judged. Um, uh, So I'm just wondering for men, uh is there like certain principles they they should follow that would make them more fertile do you think
1: I think you've encapsulated it beautifully there. <laughs> con- congratulations on your imminent arrival. Thank you. And Rachel just looks wonderful, you know, <laughs> really healthy, strong, fit and calm. It, mm. It's just lovely to see it. It brings out the midwife in me. <laughs> That's great. I, I'd like to deliver you. <laughs> we still have time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So, um, yeah, yeah. I do think... Um, you know, that sense of having real sex, raw sex, um, because as I said earlier, you know, getting into this thing of of kind of very nice, uh, well, you know, we're married now, we're, we're hitched, we're in a relationship, so it becomes nicer. And we're trying to conceive, so, oh my goodness me, we can't do anything dirty mm. or sort of, you know, very exciting. And that, you know, it's very sad. And there was a survey done, A good few years ago now in the UK and people are very honest about sex. I'm not sure if it would have worked as well here, but it was really interesting because the one regret 75 to 85 year olds had, you know, you'd imagine, well, I never climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and gosh, you know, I could have raised millions for charity. Mm. No, 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 no. It's like, I never had enough great sex when I could have. (laughs) And I was like, yes, I love it. (laughs) So, you know, that feeling that it is, uh, it's, it's part of your relationship when it, when a relationship's working well, it would kind of say it's 10% of the function. When it's not working, it'll mm. grow to 90%. It's mm. huge. It's a massive loss. And in this country, we have one of the highest rates of the uh, purchase of sex from professional sex workers. So oh, that, really? So that tells a tale in itself. Wow. Of kind of very nice relationship, people very happy, very content, very fraternal relationships. And that rawness, that physicality, that expression mm. is vital, and you know it is part of a family life. Sometimes people are kind of saying, "Gosh, you know, there's a baby. I can't have sex with a baby aboard." Yeah. And it's kind of like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I can." And you know, if somebody's up for it it can actually um, <laughs> help help uh, with onset of labor. And ah. you know, sec- you know, another area that I'm really really focused on as well, because as a UK trained midwife. You go from preconception right the way through till at least six weeks. Mm. So this is, and beyond if necessary. So it's a really broad spectrum of, I suppose, actual expertise and serious training in it and experience in it. And the rehabilitation to sexual practice is vital. Mm. It starts with pelvic floor, um, you know. The Kegels. No, no, no forget Keg- they, Kegels. Kegels are absolutely... They were they exercise a tiny area of musculature. Oh. Talk to Deborah from physiofusion, physiofit fusion. Physio Fit fusion. Okay. You'll have to give her a link you know, okay, because uh, she is so switched on. In France, when you have a baby, no more than about a week or so later, you have somebody peering into your vagina and beginning to take literally take you in hand, you might say, to rehabilitate. and this is all done on their NHS. Mm, Okay, they believe that a healthy, happy woman with a good pelvic floor will get back to sex and have a good relationship with her partner. She won't be leaking and dribbling for the rest of her life and have you know Tina Tena lady moments. So she won't be. What does that mean,
0: Tena lady moments?
1: These are special pads for urinary incontinence. For stress incontinence like or a tam- other kinds, like, oh, oh, like a oh, pad, always a pad, like that. Yes, yeah, 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 always yeah, yeah, yeah. those kind of things. Uh, but women, amongst the, they joke about oh tenor lady moment because oh, right, um, okay. the, the adverts are kind of in the afternoon, after, afternoon telly, um, uh, along with Viking River Cruises type of thing. <laughs> 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 so
0: you just yeah, okay, yeah, I get so you. So it's you. that
1: kind of thing, you know, donkey starving and so <laughs> on. So um, the the kind of feeling of getting that pelvic floor really back mm. so that sex is enjoyable. And, you know, that is really, really important. And, you know, um, it's it's possible, but there are very few uh, physios who are trained in this French method. And Kegel's uh, German, marvelous idea, standing in front doing your washing up like a 1950s, a little leg pop and squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. That is, it causes, you know, like hyper, hyper mm. in one group of muscles and the others are lax and slack and then you think I've done them wrong, so it's another kind of rod to beat you over the back with. Mm. So rehabilitation is very important, and it means a second pregnancy is much easier than it might have been otherwise.
0: Mm. You
1: know, uh, so it, it, it's it's it feeds into it, and as you said there about looking after your health. You know, you're lovely and lean. I mean, if I were looking at you in the sense of a racehorse. Um, because I, I come from a veterinary background I, I'm inclined to look at people and it's kind of like okay what's the conformation what's the you know the layout what's the musculature how much extra adipose tissue is there that mm, isn't such a great idea um, and you know you're lean your feet, your posture is good you obviously like uh, you know your fresh air your vitamin D and in this country we lack vitamin D we get very little of it and we need you know the received wisdom now is Bare arms 20 minutes, and that is absolute bullshit. You need three hours full body, no screening. Now, I'm not Mm -hmm. suggesting anybody goes out and burns because we're very fair, so it needs to be done carefully, but we need an awful lot more to get that synthesis. We're using cholesterol, so I always imagine that it's burning up my excess cholesterol and then it has two processes to go to it has to go to the liver and then it has to go to the kidneys uh, so it's quite a biochemical i mean we are a factory really so getting enough sunshine when we can or taking the supplements which aren't amazing you will get it a little bit in dairy you get a little bit in mushrooms it's quite hard to pick up the vitamin d the sunshine really is our best we can store some well, that's kind of the idea of storing it over wintertime. But the other thing about the light, and I was really interested the way you guys were out there with the dog, and it was, you know, it's a beautiful morning, is that the light enters your eyes and it stimulates the pituitary gland, which is the leader of the endocrine orchestra, the conductor. Yeah. And that stimulates, you know, the, the um, axis of testes or ovaries. Testes and ovaries are analogous to each other. And you get the um, the adrenals as well. Like the interplay is so integrative. It, it's so uh, one thing really depends on another. So getting the fresh air, appreciating the light, leaving off the shades.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. all
1: wearing because we. I love, I love them. They hide a multitude. You know? like, <laughs> they look cool. You look, you look much better with sun specs on i know that and <laughs> now that you can get prescription ones like hello that's <laughs> fantastic so yeah so getting out in fresh air walking you know doing bilateral movements running calms your mind that goes back to the emdr left brain mm. right brain left brain right brain it's very calming creative stuff comes up so getting to sleep at a decent hour and getting your seven or eight hours is really useful having a little downtime with a little bit of meditation excellent So it's a healthy lifestyle because I think we need to remember you're becoming a parent and you want to be able to stand on the sidelines cheering in the pissing rain or you want to be able to hike up a mountain or, you know, play endless board games on rainy days or whatever it is you need to do. You want to enjoy your kids. You want to have the strength and the energy. And I suppose a caveat that guys really do need to know is that um, a basic semen analysis, you know, you've got sperm. They're swimming and they kind of look okay. Their shape is okay. That is a snapshot. It's like a quick little selfie. And I mean, how many selfies do you ever keep and publish? Or do I think you know? You know, if there is a delay, you really need to be moving on to getting a DNA fragmentation uh, to find out, you know, is there some gene deletions? Is there something that's predisposing to miscarriage? And the guys have a huge impact on the pregnancy you know the way you think okay I've done my bit she's pregnant and I'll see you again in nine months uh, the duration of the pregnancy high blood pressure and the um, things like uh, autism spectrum disorders are linked with the father's age which is related to the number of deletions and changes and alterations mm. in sperm replicating over time so maintaining basic health can actually have your sperm younger than your chronological age
0: yes yeah, do you know what I mean yeah I know what you mean um, yeah I, it's funny what you said so firstly I never wear sunscreen I don't wear, wear shades whenever the sun is out I'm, I'm I my neighbors uh take them to kick me sometimes because I like i go out with just my shorts on just like running on the street barefoot just shorts um even if it's like 13 degrees the sun is out I get the kit off and I part of me is a bit self-conscious to be like god like I'm nearly 40 and I'm kind of running with which is my shorts but another part of me I remember a a while ago I seen some lad he must have been like 70 long gray hair and running in just his shorts in the park though and I I said to Rachel, I want to be like that he looked phenomenal just because my the way I understood it is he has chosen to like not get old quote-unquote you know to not behave old or not to behave himself he's he's still like an animal you know yeah. <laughs> this guy and um i didn't want to stop him because he was running but i did think to myself that is the kind of person i want to be when i'm 70. not oh because i'm now this age whether it's 40 50 60 70 i should behave in this way i should like um and i i i, I, I and also in terms of your mind with being with a partner to be to keep having fun like me and rachel we play a lot you know we like we wrestle around and stuff even though she's pregnant we do a little bit gentle gentle wrestling and it may sound a bit weird but i'm not i look after Rach because i'm very conscious of um you know making sure she feels okay but also not to um to to allow her to express herself you know she does yoga every day and she's um she hasn't and i want to be very delicate because i'm not female and i don't understand what females go through when they are pregnant but I, I want to um, I, I feel like Rachel has and maybe it's some of its genetics but she's chosen to be like I'm going to be active every day I want to swim every day now I know other women have different challenges and that can't be helped but um, maybe that has helped her as you said now nine months to look and feel so healthy mm. and also stress we, ch- we keep our stress down as best we can um so i just because I've been selfish to talk about men a lot <laughs> and I should talk about women a little bit more what when it comes to actually conceiving no not conceiving sorry yeah conceiving um what are the the options then so you mentioned um obviously we have ivf we have natural and the other one was e d m f no, was that that wasn't actual no
1: that's a part of what i do for people who are having issues it's right. one of the treatments I use that's very swift and gentle Mm. to help clear mental blocks or fears or things from the past. And that, you know, people, I usually get a thing, I just feel lighter in myself. I feel happy and, Uh you know, kind of like, whoa, things that were dragging me down. Um, It helps with perspective. Mm. And certainly, you know, I think the natural approach you mentioned there and everybody, it's kind of like a binary thing. It's either do it naturally or go for IVF. Now, IVF is regarded as the holy grail and the silver bullet. Mm. It's a wonderful treatment. It's helped so many people have children. It was designed originally for people with blocked fallopian tubes, probably due to STIs. And that's something else that people should have regular STI checkups. Just before you stop using condoms together, go and have an STI checkup. It's just part of your general health. And if you're going for IVF, you have to have one anyway. And you see people kind of sitting there and it's like, well, we're only doing this because, like, we're just doing IVF and we're totally clean and healthy and we're not, oof. STIs happen. Sometimes kids start messing around. You get chlamydia back forth all over the place. Uh, they're symptomless. And the interesting thing is that at stages you can have a quick course. Now, I know we don't like to use antibiotics, but sometimes there is a place for them. So that's part of general health. Um, we, there is an in-between there is medical fertility treatment. Mm. And that means you are involved in it. And if there are deficits in your hormones, that is being replaced. So it's kind of tailored for you yeah. in a way that in an IVF clinic, you get a protocol. It's like, oh, you're on protocol A, this is it, and you take it, and it's you know, a little bit hit and miss. The difference between a natural uh, chances per month You are talking 21% naturally and about 23%, 24% max with IVF. Mm. That's one cycle. Doing it naturally, you have 13 cycles a year with IVF. You can do at about seven grand realistically per cycle. You can do four or five a year. Now you may get frozen eggs, that's slightly less. But if you do the math as they all say nowadays. <laughs> um, I can't, I won't. <laughs> Not my forte. But it, it adds up to an awful lot of expense. And you really do have to consider that that by the time you hit 45 and you've had so many fail cycles or whatever and you've no money in the bank and you know your chance of buying a house or having savings or compared to your peers, it is an issue and it puts a massive strain on a relationship. So the medical approach is interesting it does involve meds. It does involve tracking your cycle. And every woman should know, you know, it's like the Maya Angelou poem. Every woman should have a black bra, a black lacy bra and a cordless drill. And, you know, this poem goes on and on. Mm. And a good friend and this, and it's a brilliant poem. Okay. Um, and every woman should know what her cycle is. Now, if you're on the pill, your cycle isn't a cycle. It's just a breakthrough bleed your cycle without any contraception uh, apart from barrier methods the length of it the duration of it the length of bleeding time the quality the consistency all of the parameters have it kind of mapped because if you're if you're having regular cycles more than likely you are ovulating you need to be ovulating a healthy egg a matured egg to have conception take place Mm and that's what the tests do so with a medical approach you get tests to see are you ovulating you'll get scans and blood tests and you're tracked to see okay what's happening here are there deficits can we fill them in can we get your head straight can we improve your diet can we help you shed a few pounds and that's where i come in i'm the ancillary to that in okay. the sense of, okay let's it's like redrawing you know guys guys of 3456 And you kind of ask the, you know, female partners. They're usually the person I see. And it's like himself. That's what we call guys here. How is himself? Like, is he whatever? Oh, yeah. Well, he used to, yes. Does he exercise? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, he does. He does, he does. He used to train, but he hasn't trained. He hasn't done football training in three or four years. Mm. Do you have takeaways? Do you, what do you like eating? Ah, well, we'd have a couple every week. And, you know, the pernicious Chinese ones, which really and truly you know not a not a source of nutrients as you know and the sense of really simple changes getting himself out to work off that belly that he does not need shedding that few pounds means he sleeps better he's not snoring as much he's getting more oxygen to his brain mm. and you know you can be part of it so then you can feel really proactive and you can be really excited oh my goodness me my trousers are looser my Mm. jeans are fitting better I have more energy we're having more sex Mm. and I always have an ulterior motive it's like more sex get pregnant faster (laughs) and iron out any glitches so then you know with the medical fertility treatment and we might put a link to that as well because very few people are aware of it Um, you are proactive you're both on the same page you're involved you're progressing and if there is a thing that Uh, And something that came up in the questions that I got from Instagram was, uh, you know, I might have endometriosis. So I'd say to women, pain with periods isn't normal. It's ridiculously common. It shouldn't be. It can be a strong indicator of endometriosis, which is a tissue that is very similar, but not identical necessarily, to the tissue that lines the uterus that causes bleeding each month. And that can be found around the ovaries, around the outside of the tubes, in the gut, around the outside of the uterus, in a myriad places. It does that inflaming thing and bleeding thing and causes adhesions and that incredible pain. Now, there is relatively new treatment for it. It's not permanent, but it can lead to someone having a time space for getting pregnant. And it's excision surgery. Before they used to do ablation, Mm -hmm. which is kind of rub it out a bit. Mm -hmm. Whereas now they're actually doing uh, through, you know, keyhole surgery. still major surgery, sore enough after it, but it really, it kind of roots it out. And then they can, you know, get rid of some adhesions that have been clumping bits of tissue together. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, if somebody has painful periods, if somebody has PCOS, polycystic ovaries, that they are each month a lot of follicles. Uh, which are the little beauty parlours of the ovaries. So imagine a Saturday morning, you know, the, the hair and beauty being done, really noisy, lovely places. But imagine if you have too many clients, too many pods, and nobody's getting the full proper treatment. So the eggs aren't being matured properly. So you get loads of them. You'll get uh, weight gain is, you know, excess androgens, excess facial hair, body hair. You'll get different grades of it, Um and that can be treated. It can be managed medically. Mm. So you're improving your chances all the time. So even if you do need to go and have IVF or decide you're going to do it, you're in a much better place to be successful quickly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Actually, you, <clears throat> on that, let's um, address the questions from Instagram. You know, uh, because we had some good ones. Um, so I'll I have two here. Uh, I'm not going to. People obviously gave their names, but I'm not going to give the names just because it's not really necessary. and It might be uh, confidential. Um, so one question was, um, "What are?" Let me get that actual question. This is actually uh, actually before I ask this question, my granny, my mum's mum, she had her first child when she was thirty-five. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: She had her last child when she was forty-seven. And she had eleven children. Uh, one actually, one passed away in childbirth. Um, so is that i mean maybe they didn't have contraceptions so therefore they're having more babies but is it more difficult to conceive now than it was 100 years ago
1: i suppose for starters our soils are depleted so our nutrients are lower mm. we're a li- much more indoors based like long ago guys would be outdoors in fields or whatever Um, getting plenty of light they were leaner if you look at pictures from, you know, soldiers of the First World War, yeah. they were scrawny, lean, you know, um, very lean faces. Mm-hmm. Um, now guys are much more inclined to be plubbier, as I call it, you know, just carrying extra, softer. Yeah. And their muscles are gym muscles as opposed to work muscles. Their testosterone levels mm-hmm. may be a little bit different. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, there are changes. Uh, we're drinking more, we're eating more calories, we're eating more sugar so they're all available to us and as as uh, primates as animals we love sweet things and you know everything that you see that's processed or low fat has extra sugar in so yeah i think fertility levels are declining studies show that right unequivocally across the board um we are generally leaving it later um it's a lovely story about your granny because you know the age thing 35 And I have seen first-time pregnancies, and it's actually amazing. 42, 43, 44, and 45. Mm. Um, This would be in somebody who is fairly lean and fit. And actually, you know, sense they're looking and seeming younger than their chronological years. Yeah. So it's not somebody who's carrying a lot of weight. Weight is, you know, there's a lot of stored fat around the internal organs as well as externally. And the fat cells, when you see an abdomen cut open, the fat cells are beautiful. They're yellow, the most gorgeous shade of yellow. It's like bottle sunshine, you know. Um, but the thing is that they're active. We kind of think they're just compartmented away and it's like grand. They're active. They're causing biochemical reactions in the body, inflammation. That's the issue with it. It's not being mean and saying, oh, no, no, you must. And sometimes people who are beautifully comfortably upholstered have the most beautiful babies, I've delivered, yeah, you know, people yeah. who are carrying extra weight. So it's kind of, look at the draw there, but there are many things that have changed in the last 60 years. We are exposed to, look at the amount of equipment, you know, the amount of rays. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I tried to remember to put my phone outside my bedroom at night time, but, you know, kind of checking. <laughs> and the latest, I mean, research only, got about three days ago, Kevin, showing that guys who have phones tablets TVs in their rooms at night time right. you're out of the woods now um well they uh the spermatogenesis is directly it, definitely affected in their bedroom in their bedrooms okay right okay. in their bedrooms and so, i'm
0: thinking you put your phone in your pocket which is next to your tes- tools, testicles, your crown jewels crown jewels um and that is, signals are coming from space through your testicles into the phone um Yeah, we don't, that that is something that you just, I suppose.
1: We didn't have that long ago. No, it's
0: only a reason, that's only the last 20 years. And you know, you
1: know, cooking, um, Mm. it was always potatoes, cabbage, bacon from the farm type of thing. So now, you know, our food has travelled. It's come from depleted soils. With the best will in the world, our soil is not as nutrient dense as it used to be. So our food can't be. Uh, We're eating more processed food. We're you know, ta- eating more takeaway. So, you mm. know, all of those things kind of add up. So, I know, I don't mean to be the fertility police and I do have objections to people. It's like, you can't eat dairy, you can't touch uh, gluten, grain stuff and it's kind of like, you know, you've got, kinda, or you can't have a bit of chocolate. Now, if you like chocolate, I personally hate the stuff which had its own issues as well because, you know, you're a woman, you're meant to like chocolate but the sense of being able to, if you have a sensitivity And in Ireland, we have a high rate of gluten intolerance, gluten sensitivity and celiac disease. There's different layers, you know, it's like a a spectrum. So having some tests on and I think having them repeated maybe a year or so later to see, you know, are you still intolerant? Has your gut healed up or whatever is going on and not just doing a blanket ban. And the other thing I would say as well, just going back to sex. Uh, It's something that crops up regularly, and I often get very, very sort of delighted messages from male partners. The wanking ban. A lot of people believe that, you know, guys must never masturbate if they're trying to conceive, that they will, you know, use up the good stuff. And, you know, I recently, one guy, it had been three years since he'd actually had a wank, and bless him, he's so good and they've been through so very much. So I really would like to get the message out that nature is really thrifty. So mm. that ejaculate, as it's called, mm. is usually quite dilute mm. and it's clearing the pipes and it's necessary and it's it's really, really good. And as a part of a relationship, it's fine. So um, just to be aware mm. of that. And the other thing I would say is that frequent sex and not you know posted on the fridge Uh, the common scenario when people are trying to conceive or they've been through IVF is they're both sitting up in bed with the phones she's on Insta he's listening to BBC News or CNN or something really vital and it's like half ten and it's like we we need to do this deed and it's kind of like okay so they do and seven and a half minutes later she's back on Instagram he's catching up on the latest round of whatever Mm. it's very soulless and you know the fun the play you were talking about play and that really intrigued me kevin because um you know the play factor is massive for human beings for primates if you look at, we are primates we need to play we need to have fun we need to let off steam we need to try things on we need to rehearse things we need to get stuff out of our system you know we need to just be and, you know, this business of being adults, and doing adulting mm. and being very serious. And I think there's always part of us that feels a little bit like an imposter. Yeah. I hope that everybody who's listening to this feels about 18 or 22 inside <laughs> and getting away with being an adult and you know, the kind of lunacy or whatever. That's really important because you're ready to have kids and you need to interact with the tiniest little baby. I know the faces and the stuff and mm. you need to go with that. You need to be down. You need to be playing with them. That develops them neurologically. It's to their benefit. It socializes them and engages them. It calms them. It gives them a freedom.
0: The, 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 that's fascinating. And it makes so much sense. And I think a lot of us know this to be true, but we just forget it maybe. Um, the, the the challenge of modern life is that I want to have three or four kids, but I couldn't. at the moment I could not afford that in theory um because i just don't have enough money but then i think about my mum's mum and they grew up they were from a farm uh, they didn't have any running water they didn't um the the mum was had to bake her own bread And my mum actually said the other day she goes your granny's never been to a shop i said excuse me and, and it turns out she had been to a shop but it was like a weird thing for her to go to a shop because they did everything on yeah. the land themselves the the father her husband would go out and and again he would do physical work and he'd be outdoors a lot so what was saying there about modern life is that we've become so busy now because we feel like if we're busier we're going to get more money to support these kids but then because we're so busy we don't make time for to be quiet and to and to play so what me and rachel do and this is not a conscious well maybe it is a conscious thing but we will um we watch a lot of comedies a lot of stand-up comedies and and thank God for comedy, by the way, especially in these times, because people take themselves way too seriously. Uh, I think we all do sometimes. And we, when you laugh together as a couple, it it's an aphrodisiac. Is that, am I saying that word right? Aphrodisiac. Yeah. Um. And you have you know, it's like to to laugh is to be like a child and to kind of be irresponsible, especially when you're laughing at something that's a bit naughty. And uh, doing that really bonds you together. As opposed to six months ago, I would have been thinking well it's 7pm and I, st- I still got a bit of work to do and i'll stop working at 8pm and i would uh, therefore almost and we've had this i, I probably shouldn't say too much but we've had this in our relationship i'm sure all couples do is it you start to think like i'll fit this in here there whatever now i've decided consciously to accept that i'm going to earn less money than i could potentially earn and instead invite more time in my life to play and to not be overwhelmed and to be spontaneous and to go away you know on a night away here a night away there whatever um as opposed to how much can i uh gather in terms of money um but yeah that that's that that i think that is the dilemma that a lot of people in they think i want to relax have loads of sex and be an animal and get outside loads but yet i have my phone and i could work all the time and therefore make money and i need money for kids so um I suppose that's my dilemma, but I'm being quite selfish here. I should ask people the questions for the people. It's interesting Uh, (laughs) because
1: you've brought up something that's really dear to my heart. And, you know, I've personally lived through incredibly sad times and humour and the stand-up has been absolutely wonderful. I think to be able to laugh and certainly working as a nurse where life and death are very close together um, as a midwife and seeing... You know we had such gallows humor black humor and you had to blow off steam mm. and we forget as adults that you know laughing like a drain about something is a real tension buster yeah and it's 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 vital
0: yeah absolutely yeah. like i i found that you go to funerals in ireland and like afterwards you do the wake and stuff which is a bit weird i think but afterwards everyone's having a right laugh and they're taking a the piss out of the person that died in, in a respectful way but that that is that release that yeah. humor that we, we really need um but i am conscious of the, of the people oh, ask yes, questions. Of so just the, uh, one of the
1: i may have covered a lot of them actually <laughs> true
0: very true but in case you uh somebody
1: asked about um what herbal tea should they drink to get pregnant and it's kind of like uh, right Maybe that comes from that to tone the uterus and studies do not back this in any way, shape or form that drinking raspberry leaf tea might help at that stage. And it's very pleasant and it's not going to do any harm. Mm. But really and truly everything that we've spoken about, drinking a tea, it would be kind of like, well, maybe cutting down on the caffeine is a seriously good idea okay so you know the, the the cups of coffee during a day mm-hmm. okay have the breakfast one you know the one that gets you going mm. but for the rest of the day ease off or have a weaker coffee mm. um and the same with my beloved barry's tea i'm fueled <laughs> by the stuff but i'm past all that now so I, i'm allowed i'm allowed
0: <laughs> yeah um, it, um the again like you were saying the raspberry leaf thing i think maybe from a uh what's the word when it's um placebo uh, yes thank you placebo it has a placebo effect which is great but Mm. what i uh, i've realized i've brought up today is i feel like i've been selfish asking about men but i think that a lot of the time as you knew you you referred to this earlier but like you you give the sperm and it's like right that i've done Uh, my job but men we got a responsibility to remember that um you know our dads well depending on what how your background is but my dad workman you know like laborer uh, his dad farmer his dad far- generations of farmers before that they were hunter gatherers and then all of a sudden i'm in artificial light at a computer not uh exploring my inner animal and there's actually a, a big big of a movement about this in ireland a shout out to jody kennedy and people like that who are doing these men's circles i did this men are you familiar with this no no so women, really women's, no? women's circles are very big but jody kennedy uh he doesn't he really was doing a men's circle where you and i went myself great experience very physically demanding um so what we did is we all like wrestled for a start on the beach so barefoot wrestling it was very cold we were wrestling with each other then we picked up rocks and it sounds pretty daft but we carried the rocks up a big hill you could call it a mountain maybe but then what we did is if you were exhausted from carrying the rock you'd pass it to your the man next to you and he'd carry it and do it together we got to the top then we did a med- group meditation and we did some breathing exercises and did like a kind of group hug. And I felt elated. I, I felt like it sounds probably a bit weird, but it was a really spiritual experience mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I know that word gets banded around a lot, but I was thinking, I felt like I was connecting to my ancestors. You know, like uh, I'm here because they chose to survive and they uh, they went through difficult times like if you look at i mean my parents my ancestors are irish so therefore what what did they experience at the hands of the english in terms of the the famine uh, but yet i'm here because they either ran away from something or towards something or they picked something up or whatever and when you you said about gym muscles versus work muscles um going to the gym and being like one rep, two rep, or even going to a yoga class and just going for the motions, I, that's not going to cut it as far as I'm concerned. I want to feel like I'm doing something almost like my life depends on it. And that keeps you, that's the, is it the Dolce Vita? That's the the spice of life. Yes, you know?
1: indeed. Um, the, the reality of it, living it. And that's mm. ultimate mindfulness as opposed to Mac mindfulness, that mm. you're really in it, you're really doing it. And I love the way you said there about running as if someone's chasing you yeah you know you're playing you're you're getting the heart rate up you're blowing off your adrenaline that's the time for it then you can come back and create and do and engage yeah you know this and
0: if you're a fella if you're if you're on the the couch on the on the on the on the fence (laughs) about (laughs) about working out work out and then have sex with your missus and you will like put in the best shift you've ever put in in your life yes. you really and the testosterone
1: tes- levels through the roof yeah. and that's you know the sense of um, you know I'll say to somebody half joking wholly and earnest you know after a football match when a guy's team has won mm. that you know having sex at unusual times first thing in the morning testosterone levels are high and you know, you know yourself. When you wake up in the morning, it can be lazy sex. It doesn't always have to be rose petals up to the four poster <laughs> bed. That
0: never happens. Not every, not every time, you know. <laughs> kind of
1: oh so lovely. Oh, place for that too if you're into it. Yeah. But the and sense of oppor- opportunistic sex, the quickies. Uh, quickies are underestimated. <laughs> they Really are underestimated, and the um, I mean, a lot of my work. Well, not a lot, but you know, certainly a percentage is. Is sex therapy. I don't mention it too terribly much because it's in the context of this, but erectile dysfunction is a massive thing for guys when they're on the clock once a month. Uh, premature ejaculation is another one. So we worked through that maybe two sessions, three sessions. Mm. It's kind of like, oh, wow. Um, but the sense of, you know, being able to, you know, oh yeah, the one question that came up what sexual position is best for conceiving a boy? or a girl, or getting pregnant in the first place. And it's like, oh, yes, let me share with you that magical secret. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you, the magical secret about the best position for having sex to get pregnant is... jumbo. Whatever one you happen to be in. (laughs) (laughs) So you can get on your reverse cowgirl happy days. You can, you know, do anything. You can do the Moscow position. What's that? The Moscow position is one you may never have tried because, you know, you live in an affluent area. Do I? Oh, right. Okay, Good. You do. (laughs) (laughs) But the sense of, you know, the crowded flats in, in Moscow were intergenerational, you know, lots of family living there, no privacy. And they were very stingy in the hallways and stairs. There was no lighting. So what you would do with your partner is you'd head off to a staircase and guy would be on a lower step woman up and you could have sex in the dim lighting standing up Ah. and
0: so you're carrying her like w- kind of legs around the waist
1: oh god nothing as fancy as that um just literally standing on the stairs and you can work she's about facing yourself. away from you yeah
0: then. okay makes sense
1: and you know the sense of you need, that,
0: a, you need a handrail behind you it. have
1: the okay, you've got the banisters yeah, there you you? Go. you're all sorted because
0: <laughs> you want to slip on the stairs and it's
1: like how many people have ever had sex in the stairs and it's like christen every room in your house at like least <laughs> once Okay, maybe the attic, if you have no flooring, it's like a health risk and everything, climbing into the attic. But the you know the kind of feeling that there is no sexual position. And in fact, boringly enough, and I wish it wasn't so, but studies show the missionary position is fine. Oh, really? It's grand. It's, yeah. it's grand. <laughs> Get you there. Um, but it really, you know, it is, uh, and I do think, you know, keeping, keeping the fun and the vitality and stretching yourself because, you know... Um, I like to help people by saying, imagine, you know, you have your two kids and you never know who's sleeping in what bed, when, how, for how long or what's happening in your household. It's, you know, it's a rotating system. Seeing your partner um, is something you kind of do in shifts, perhaps. And it's so it's wonderful and it's lovely and you find your own way. But imagine building up your bank of memories now. You've got the whole gaff to yourself the means, motive and opportunity to have outrageous sex mm. at weird times of the day. Why not use that and build that bank? Mm. And there's no point looking back in, in 10 years' time thinking, well, I never did X, Y, Z, or we never explored that because I was a bit embarrassed or I, I didn't think he'd go for it or whatever way it is. So it's kind of like um, use it or lose it. Mm. And that's another thing that, you know, kind of uh, as the years go by and things change, you really need to... Keep a vibrant sex life or it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very sad. Yeah. So anyway, that was that question. Yeah, answered rather lengthily.
0: Yeah, but brilliantly. Um, so the other question was, because I got to them, was um, what are the health risks with getting pregnant later around the age 35?
1: I suppose the risks again, or as I say, with um, chromosomal abnormalities, there's an increased risk. Mm. And the major risk that we fail to factor in is the actual pregnancy itself. Gestational diabetes, raised blood pressure, premature labor, um, you know, low birth weight, all of those kind of things can be increased. And there again, somebody who's lean and fit and healthy and active and eating and sleeping and doing everything, yeah. everything you want a new baby to do. You kind of need to continue yourself. Health. Do you know what I mean? Um, and you'll be setting habits in your kids. The uh, So it's not really, you don't suddenly, like I think Kirsty also got an awful lot of bad press, bless her, because she said, you know, fertility falling off a cliff at 35 for women. It's not that suddenly you hit 35 and vump, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of an indication. And the same for guys. We kind of think of Rod Stewart and Picasso. What do they have in common they had kids into their 80s or 70s or something and we kind of raise a weary cynical eyebrow and think hmm really
0: and they both hate hated wearing gloves Yes. They like to get their kit off quite yes.
1: a lot. Uh, and that's another thing, actually, you know, ventilation, the kilt, the kilt, mm, the bring ki- back the kilt. <laughs> <laughs> if you're kilt with the cold, worn in the traditional manner, mind you. I'm not sure if Prince Charles manages, does he? <laughs> no, I doubt, it, I doubt it, But actually,
0: saying that, uh, older ladies, like, not older, but like 35, um, would there be, uh, you reference it before before we start recording, maybe get yourself a younger man?
1: It's, it's, it's a way, yeah, getting yeah. a very fit, healthy bloke. Mm. and um, yeah it's uh, the age of the couple and it's a shared pathology you might have a little bit on her, her eggs mightn't be as completely singing and dancing his sperm mightn't be amazingly great they might have a little bit of weight they might be you know set in their ways type of thing so you need to realise that it's a shared issue You, yeah. as a couple you are what we call a dyad um, that is a unit yeah. so you need to really focus on both and you can't either ignore the guys or let them off the hook it needs to be both so yeah sometimes it is an interesting thing that uh, a much younger guy uh you'll have a pregnancy also the other fact of course there is that a lot of people have been together for a very long time before they even consider having kids Mm. so nature likes variety Now, with the best will in the world and signing up for life, I know we're into kind of choppy waters here, but the sense of, you know, the Christmas party. Yeah. I mean, I have delivered babies. I I was down in a a, a military and naval town down in Plymouth training, so you can imagine the variety, spice of life down there was eye-opening. And, you know, kind of September time after the Christmas party, people wondering what their child was going to look like, basically what shade their child would be, and it's like whew, got away with that one. Right. Um, it's very easy to get pregnant with a brand new partner. Mm.
0: Uh, Why is that? Because you so you're excited and...
1: Because you, it is a completely different set of chromosomes. Yeah, a different gene it's, pool. It's different, yeah, and nature wants a fresh one. Another father to support that one, another father to support the other one type
0: of thing. Don't tell this.
1: It's absolutely, <laughs> I mean, really, it's, it's so against our very modern... Um, you know, conjoining for life, or you know, kind of single relationship thing, monog- monogamy.
0: Is that why then it's a good idea? Well, to like spice things up by kind of dressing up or whatever. I'm not. I mean, what I'm saying is like, put it role playing or ever to be like, all right, I'm a pirate or whatever. And the, 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 keep going. The, <laughs> the, no, no. <laughs> yeah, dig, dig this hole. Uh, but the, and then, therefore your partner's like, oh, you trick her in her mind to uh, thinking no, that No, you like, actually
1: have the lining of the uterus. That's fun. That's great. That's ah. that's enlivening. It's a great idea. I uh, will never look at a pirate in the same <laughs> way. So, but the sense of <laughs> the hook, the patch. Uh, sorry, I can't get it. I was thinking more right Johnny now. Depp. <laughs> Ooh, right, right. Now you're on the right path. Um, but the sense that the lining of the uterus has uh, an immune layer or, you know, some immune cells, some white cells. And they can become kind of, you know, hypervigilant, it's like we're getting the same in here all the time, oh my right? God. We'd like a bit of variety, so that is why at one stage actually there was a thing called condom therapy, and it was recommended. And it's not a bad thing. There is a rationale to use condoms for maybe two or three months, and then when you start it back up again, and be like, "Oh, hello, we have something new here."
0: Interesting. Mm,
1: it is a very cheap way. I mean, worth doing because it costs nothing and you're still able to have sex with your partner so yeah yeah there is so any more questions there now
0: questions? Well, that, that was i got two questions you got two. okay so my the ones show, were yeah.
1: about endo they were about medical fertility and they were about other things
0: that's my dog's crack oh, so bless, one second bless, That was the dog barking. Sorry, your other ones were?
1: Um, Again, about uh, endometriosis, PCOS, Mm. um, is IVF the only way? And do you need to um, have a HSG if you've got endometriosis? And I would say, you know, if somebody thinks that tubes are blocked and just wants to visualize, are the tubes functioning well? Is everything clear? Is there any mass, any fibroids in the uterine Uh, cavity Mm -hmm. yeah well it it, you know more then, and to bear in mind that fallopian tubes are muscles now they're about a quarter the size of my little finger and they're the most stunningly beautiful things one of my favorite bits of anatomy actually Uh, they're kind of translucent you know like a walkway between two beautiful buildings Mm. right (laughs) and they're really active and busy because that's where fertilization takes place and they are nourishing the sperm, grooming them before the fertilisation happens, and then they have all these uh, cilia wafting down the little conceptus, the tiny, tiny embryo. So they're really busy places, and they uh, get, they can go to spasm, so you or else they can get blocked with mucus—a bit kind of like well, your nose gets blocked. Yeah. So you can they can be cleared. So that is why exercise and. You know diet and relaxation um you know taking even taking time to have a bath most people now it's shower 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 but the the benefits of baths and epsom salts baths and just chilling and getting your magnesium levels up massive yeah, yeah. so yeah so the, i think we really did cover all the questions yeah. in the chat we and did. again if anybody wants to um you know follow up on that
0: it's your facebook moment all oh, right yeah your, oh, <laughs> thank you
1: so you know i'm on instagram and you know i, I answer questions there i do some videos and i do also um a, a brief maybe five ten minute free discovery call someone else a quick chat about you know i'm wondering about this should we be doing that what's our next step i'm here i as you know love talking about fertility <laughs> <laughs> and i love seeing people pregnant and babies arriving that's what i'm all about
0: Well, Helena, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, So once again, your handle on Instagram is?
1: I'm at Helena Tubridi. Yeah.
0: And then on Facebook?
1: On Facebook, not so terribly much, but still Helena Tubridi. Okay. And on Twitter. Yeah. And that's where the at fertility expert came in.
0: There you go. That's (laughs) the one. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening or for watching. I hope you enjoyed that episode and that chat got a little bit spicy, had a bit of a laugh, which I think is important. If you did enjoy it, please like, share, subscribe, share with a friend, maybe tell a friend. And um, yeah, if you have any suggestions for guests that you'd like to see on or hear on, please let me know. You can reach out to me, hello at kevinboyyoga.ie. Thanks so much again, and I'll catch up with you next week.